Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to Vibe Time with Jerry, and then it's going to be followed by the freaking awesome show. I have Jody Nettles holding, and she's more than just Crossroads. Crossroads is a podcast that is on every Thursday night. It's actually her and Teresa Sayers, and um, that is Thursday nights at 9 o'clock, but it's beyond Crossroads, so I'm going to introduce Jody because I know that we don't have a lot of time. Um, before I do that, I want to talk about some of the events that's coming up. The one in particular at the Capitol on 360, September 25th. Um, you know, it's going to be the world's largest ghost hunt on that particular day, but that is where I'm going to be at. Tickets are $20. You just go to the Capitol on 360's um, Facebook page and purchase your ticket. We also have, of course, Virginia Paranormal Events, which is ran by John Stevens. He does an awesome page. He also has a website. Um, I think it's www.virginiaparanormalevents.com. If I have that wrong, John will correct me and put it in the link, but hopefully not. So anyway, I'm going to introduce Jody because I've been excited to talk to her um, for a while. So this is really cool. And then on another day, I'll bring Jody and Teresa back um, from Crossroads, and we'll just be one big happy show. So anyway, hold on. Let's see. Are you there? Yeah. Am I unmuted? Yes, you are unmuted at this point. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? How are you? I am fine. Just a little bit of a... Uh, got an echo. I do have an echo? Okay. Let's see. Just a little one. I don't... Yeah, I don't have an echo on this end. Okay. Do you still have it? Not anymore, no. We're good. Okay. Okay. Because I, I, I'm using a totally different phone than what I'm used to using. So, yeah. Hopefully we don't have any lagging or echoes. No more echo. Echo, echo, echo. Sorry. Yay. <laughs> Can you tell tell me a little bit about, I mean, I know that you do Crossroads and you do it with Teresa, but there's other things that you do, and I didn't appropriately introduce you because I know you as Crossroads. Oh. Yeah, but I... But I and I know it's way more than that. 
Just a little bit. Yeah, I'm with just SOS. a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, SOS Paranormal. And I've been doing that for, well, well over 20 years. But um, we also hold a teen paranormal camp every summer uh, for kids ages 10 to 17. It's usually at the end of June. And we take, it's like a week-long camp, and we take the kids to so many different locations and teach them how to properly investigate and use equipment. They get to meet a lot of people in the paranormal field. And so many of the kids that do come to our camp have gifts that they can't really talk about because they Mm -hmm. get made fun of in school and stuff like that. So um, they get to come to our camp and they can be themselves and learn how to use the gifts that they have. So it's a wonderful camp for the kids. We enjoy every minute of it. Yeah, I I bet that is um all Teresa's on. She's so cute. Um, Ashley's telling me it's a little hard to hear. Okay. Um, okay. as far as on the face feed because I... I had to switch phones. That's the problem. Um. Okay. Can you hear us now, hey, Teresa? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Can you hear her now? I can hear you. I hope so. I don't know. So, I can hear you fine, but I don't know if they can hear it on the – I'm trying to see what the problem is. That's why I want to use a different stream because this is getting on my nerves when I have to pick up one phone, pick up another phone, have the laptop out. It's just, you know, it's overwhelming, right. and I'm not used yeah. to using this phone. Okay. She said she can hear you, but it's hard to hear her, mm-hmm. meaning me? Yeah. You can't hear me? I'm sorry. All right. Oh, yeah. I'll put you up a little closer. It's not your fault. There might be an echo in the phone. But okay. where's the camp at that you have every year? What state is that in? Because I know it's not Virginia. It's Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. In, uh, yeah, Google County. We call it Skook. <laughs> so, um, but we do take the kids to different states. We have taken them to New Jersey and different places like that. So, we just get permission from their parents, and the parents are like, no problem. We take them for a day. It's it's day camp. It's not overnight. So we take them to places like um, Penhurst and the Selma Mansion and places, you know, like, God, we've been to the Emig Mansion. We've been so many different places. And we, we spend a full day in Gettysburg. And the people that you meet there, you know how that is. That place is awesome. Yeah. Um, but there's so many places that we've been. Over. This is going in. We're going into our 11th year with teen camp. So, and when they graduate from high school, they have the opportunity to join SOS if they choose to. And we've had several mm-hmm. of them do that. So, and that's really cool. What motivated you to start that? I I grew up in a haunted house, and I started seeing things when I was like three to five years old and didn't have the answers and it was bothering my mom too, whatever the spirits were, because the house used to be a funeral home before my parents bought it. And they used to embalm the bodies in the basement and show the bodies in the living room. So 
imagine that. Oh. Um, yeah. So we saw and felt and heard many things as I was growing up. And it seems like they do come more toward children because they're more open to it. Um, right. But I couldn't talk about, yeah, you can't talk about that kind of stuff to your friends because then you get made fun of. you got that peer pressure. So when I got older, um, I started SOS with a friend of mine who passed away a few years ago, so she's no longer with us. But um, we decided to start the team camp mainly because somebody from Penn State um, who works at Penn State asked me to do a camp there during their week-long children's camp that they hold in the summer. So we we did that for two years, and every year that we did it, the camp filled up immediately, faster than the than the basketball camps and soccer camps. <laughs> so every, the kids were wow. really interested in coming to camp. So uh, we decided to do our own and went from there because I just felt like kids were getting the wrong impression from the TV shows, and right. it kind of worried me. And I knew the pressure that kids are in. And I knew some of the kids that came to our camp personally. So I knew that they, they had gifts and abilities that they couldn't talk about in school. So they came with me to camp, and they still have been coming to camp. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I knew that I wanted to join y'all at your last camp, but I wasn't able to with some of my medical stuff I have going on. So hopefully yeah. that will change. Yeah, we missed you. But COVID kind of put a damper on a lot of things, too. Right. We couldn't yeah. We couldn't go to a lot of places that we really wanted to this year. Like last year we had to cancel it. Um, but we we got as much out of camp this year as we possibly could. You know, we couldn't see a lot of people because of the COVID, because usually they have, we always have so many people that are lined up wanting to talk to the kids and be a part of the camp, but COVID kind of put a squash to that. So hopefully next year will be a little better. Yeah. But we do the best we can with the kids. That's really cool, though. Yeah, they live down the street, and they go with me to all the investigations I go to. <laughs> They're like my sidekick. <laughs> and how old are the age ranges? You said 10 to 17? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, cool. Ten-year-old, imagine being a 10-year-old and seeing a spirit for the first time. That's a scary thing, you know, and we try to teach them how to deal with that and how to turn it off, you know, and learn to live with it. It happened to me. I know that. And I probably to you. Oh, too, of course. Yeah. Of course it yeah. does. I get, um, you know, clients when I have um, clients come in for Reiki, sometimes I get, uh, there's, there, they have, certain kids have gifts that are more in tuned to themselves and they don't know how to handle it. And it's very hard for them and it's overwhelming. And, you know, when you can yep. meet somebody that's like-minded, it makes a world of difference. It does. It really does. Because um, I know my my one grandson, he's he's only 
he's only seven or eight, and um, he's starting to feel spirit mm-hmm. and hear them. And Nanny has to start teaching him how to deal with that. So. Right. That's right. And so many people, unfortunately, don't want to talk about that. Um, yeah. You know, because either or it's they they don't know about it themselves, or you know. It could be overwhelming to a parent also, and they just don't know what to do with it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we do more than just the, the teen camp. Like, we go to the Battlefield Bash in Gettysburg, and I take any kids that want to come with me to spend the mm-hmm. weekend, and we hold a thing called the Kids Club, or the Kids Zone, and they get to paint bases and rocks and play games with the little kids that come along and I give them community service hours for school so we try to give back as much as we can to the kids because they need so many community service hours to graduate so we let them do that and they have a blast because I don't know if you've been to the bash but it's awesome it's an awesome weekend and they raise money for kids with cancer and the wounded warriors so it's it's a really good cause and Batman's there and all these celebrities and <laughs> it's just a really good time. That's really cool. I have not been there yet. Um it, I have to I'll have to put stuff on my bucket list. I just haven't had a chance to go to a lot of places even now with you know, not just with the COVID but just with what's going on with me. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. How are you doing anyway? You look a lot better than I'm you. Doing- I'm doing better than what I was. Um, I still have issues with going under certain lighting at certain times. You know, it's it it varies. Uh-huh. Honestly, if I if I you know like this morning when I took a walk, I was walking dizzy. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Then I go to the store and I'm under these lights for a little while and I start to get dizzy and I'm like, wow. But it's not the it's not the dizziness that people think where your eyes start to spin. It's not that. It's it, it's the head. It starts off in the ear and then it moves or moves over. But as soon as I get back under natural lighting, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that food lion in our area. I don't know if y'all have food lines where you're at, but where we're at, food line is the worst. Worst oh. lighting ever. I feel sorry for their employees. No, I don't. I don't know if there is one around here. Maybe down yeah, in Reading. Yeah, it's one of our local stores, and it's just I. I'm fine, but when I get up under that particular lighting, it's the worst. And you know, when I think about my condition, you know, of what I have going on, and then I think about the people that are working there all day under those strong lights, it's horrible. Because you don't realize you have stuff like that or you can get stuff like that until, yeah, their lighting is moist. I knew Gene Wells was going to say something like that. (sighs) (laughs) He's always going to make fun of me no matter what. Yes, it's very, the lighting is very moist, it is, yeah. But yeah, it's (laughs) yeah, it's a mess. You know, I thought you were gonna wear your bitch shirt tonight. I was hoping you'd wear your bitch shirt because you're part of the club now. I am. 
I am. My bit shirt is downstairs drying with all my other clothes. I have it sitting on a rack. Oh, I see. I do. I have all my clothes down there. I just dig clothes. And it's a bit moist out. It's hot. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> You're lucky you didn't get me in this tank top because <laughs> because it is very hot. I don't, I don't know about where y'all are at, but over here it's it's hot. It's hot here. It's sweaty hot. Yeah. It's a little sweaty. Yes. Yeah, I like the yep. summertime, but I don't like it when it gets like this. Yeah, we let Jerry join the, the bitch club, the Selma bitch club. Yeah, I am the in the bitch Did you see the picture I posted of the, of the bitches? I did. Oh, my God, it was a riot. Cause, well, not I all, all the bitches. But the men love their pink shirts. Did you see the men with all their pink shirts on? I did. I did. And they look really good in those pink shirts, though. Oh, they love them. They're all, like, all these men. Like, Dave Seiler yelled. He was, like, the announcer at the bash, and he yelled, I'm doing this under protest. Anybody who's part of the pitch club, go outside. We're getting a picture taken. And everybody's looking like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then you so see all funny. of us marching out with our shirts. <laughs> yeah, great. that is so funny. Yep, I saw, and, and I saw your shirt. I did. Yeah. But I don't I did. I saw the We want to get black. I do like the men. I do like the men's pink shirts. Oh, I do too. And and the men they think they're hot, you know. They have to wear their pink shirts. Yeah, we'd be perfect in the pink pearl at the cabin. Oh, do you? <laughs> it would match perfectly. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Well, Howie has a pink shirt. Howie, he wore his. Yeah, he'll have to wear it at the cabin with his top hat. Yeah, he wore it on one of his one or two of his shows already. He he, he mm-hmm. loves his pink shirt. Yeah, the color looks good on him, actually. Mhm. Yeah, it really does. Forgetting. What else do you want to know? Let's see. Talk a little bit about Crossroads because a lot of my friends on here don't know what Crossroads is. Okay. Um, well, we started on Paramania with Dave, um, and we were on that for about a year, and then he he shut down Paramania. And then Howie asked us to come over to Blog Talk. Um, it's just a, a weekly radio show that um, we have numerous guests that come on and talk to us about paranormal things. Um, we talk to para celebrities and people involved in the paranormal, um, psychic mediums, anybody that would want to come on and talk to us about whatever they're into. And they can plug themselves and whatever events that they're going to and talk to us about different things that, you know, got them into the paranormal. It's me and Teresa Sayers. She's, she's my number two. I'm the number one bitch. She's the number two. So. <laughs> she's yeah, so funny. Yeah, yeah, she's a trip. Her, I think I was on her uh, and um, the Otter's Den for about two hours last night, a little over two hours. Oh my goodness! If I didn't have to get up at 
I probably would have been on there a couple more hours because we were just really getting into, um, you know, readings and Reiki and energy work and just different topics. But, you know, the show was going so, so well, I just, but I was, I just, I had to get up early because I got to get the kids and stuff ready. Yeah. I, I watched so, a little bit of it, but you weren't on it yet. So they, but I had to, I had to get up early, so I had to go to bed. Yeah, but I would have watched. I think I got. I would have watched. Yep, I got to get bed like around eleven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're quite the talkers. They like to talk. <laughs> yeah, but we were having a good time. <laughs> oh yeah, I always have fun with Teresa. Oh yeah, she's a fun bitch to be around. Oh, sorry, Mommy. Oh. <laughs> Bitch is not a bad word anymore. We're proud of it. True. True. We got the Bitch Club and the Boo Bitch Paranormal. Oh, yeah. There you go. See, everybody wants to join this Bitch Club. I, You know, they all think they're bitches. Yeah. Proud of it. Yeah, I'm, but you, I'm okay with it. you really have to I be a brazen... Yeah. Yeah, you really have to be a brave to be on the bitch club. Oh, yeah. We had um, a friend of mine, we were at Fort Mifflin, and this is the first time I was called a bitch by the spirit. We were in one of the the things doing our investigation, and um, we just asked a question. I forget what the question was, and it goes, bitch, over the speaker, and I'm like, and my friend Donna goes, we're nice people. We're not bitches. <laughs> calling us bitches. So when I started the bitch club, she she wrote to me and she goes, you and I are the first ones that were called bitches. So I need to be in that club. <laughs> that, is so <laughs> that is so funny. That is so funny. It was a little over 10 years ago. Yeah. That was a riot. That is hilarious. So that's where the boo, that's where the um, bitch club came from. I was about to say boo bitch, bitch yeah. club. Because every time I get go out on an investigation, for some reason over the spirit box it always yells bitch. I said, what do you guys do? Yeah. Pass the word along to the spirits? I mean, come on. Yeah, mine is um, well. It's because sometimes I dress in costume, but mine is slut. Oh, well, see, you joined the right club then. Yeah, it's like, really? But it's because I'm in costume, and, you know, you go on historical properties, and they don't know what pink hair and leggings and, yeah, you know, hill boots were back then. <laughs> <laughs> so well, to them, you're a street the kids, they it calls me that when I'm with the kids, and then I, the kids will say, "Oh, they called you a, a the b word, so I guess it's a session now." Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> so funny. I mean, I've been called that a lot in my lifetime. I just tell people to put a handle on it, Miss yeah, Bitch. I'm proud of it. I earned it. <laughs> I, I'm all right. Yeah, now I tell people to call me. I, I used to tell people to take a number. 
<laughs> That's a good one. Yep, take a number. Because I would get called that. You know, when you when you work probation, you get called all kinds of names. You get used to it. Um, there goes the phone. Um, y'all just went toppling down with my phone. Um, so I used to get called all kinds of names. And then finally I got to the point where I just told people to take a number. Right. Are you, you know. still working? Huh? Are you still working? Not there. No, I retired from there. Okay. That's funny. That's what the state told me to say. She retired. <laughs> okay. No, she did. All right. <laughs> yeah, so now I just... um do my Reiki, do energy work, and work um, at our local museum that we have. We have a local museum here um, that is, it's our Scottish Factor House. It was completed in 1766, so I work in a very, very old building. Wow, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. I like going there. I like meeting different people. I'm sure you do too. You, you just meet all kinds yeah. of different people and interesting people, and it's really cool. It's neat when I take the kids out for kids for the camp and all the people that want to meet the kids and talk to them and teach them different techniques and stuff. It's really neat. Yeah. What's the neatest part is the kids have taught us so many cool things, which is really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think too with people working you know helping you work with these kids because everybody has different techniques to stuff yes and we try to teach them the proper and safe way to do things and we don't put them in a harmful position you know if they're if they're feeling uncomfortable at any time we take them out of that location really quickly so that they don't have to feel scared and we try to have fun we try to make it really, you know, because you're taking them to places like Penhurst, you know, where right. there were so many kids involved in that place. And we don't want them to be scared. We want them to have fun, but experience what's going on in a fun Right. Way. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, they have... I, I always say to people, I would rather investigate with 10 kids than 10 adults. I know that sounds yeah. terrible, but the kids want to learn. And what you teach them the first day and and show them the different techniques and things like that, they listen and they learn and they want to learn. Like if you tell them, don't whisper, talk normal, you know, don't make noise. If you're going to make noise, mark it. You know, so that when I listen back to everything, I can say that was an EVP or that was somebody moving, you know, mm. and they do that. You get with adults and they're eating chips and carrying on and <laughs> don't care. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. And I think kids are very creative, too. Oh, yes. Yes. We've, yeah. we've learned a lot from the kids, which is really cool. Um we we do a thing called Skype on the first day where we have para celebrities. They 
they actually are calling me, like messaging me because they want to be part of kids camp. And these are people you see on TV and right. the kids are so thrilled to see them. And I don't know if last year we didn't have camp. It was the year before we had Dalen from Ghost Brothers. And <laughs> the kids were, and he was, the kids absolutely loved him. He had him on for like two years in a row. And he was saying to the kids, well, what kind of things do you do when you go out investigating? And they were telling him all these different techniques that they were using. Like when they went up to Rest Haven Cemetery, how they put their hands behind their back and asked the spirit, how many fingers am I holding up? And the spirits would tell them. Or writing things in a book and saying, what did I write in the book? And the spirit would tell them, you know. And Galen says, oh, man, I got to use these techniques on my show. Well, the kids went, oh, no, you don't. (laughs) You don't do that unless you tell them that SOS Team Paranormal Camp showed you how to do that. And he's like, whoa, 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 okay, no problem. I know that is so cute. I'm gonna to have to use those techniques too, and have to name it, name it on my um, recordings. That's really cool because you would have never thought to um, do that when it comes to intelligent spirit. That's really cool to yeah. me to do as a trigger if you know you have a child spirit around too. Right. Well, they were in the child section at the cemetery up above Rest Haven, which is a very haunted oh, wow. area in our town, and um, they. They also did a thing where they stood behind the, they had crosses there with names on them by each grave. And they stood behind them and they said, okay, we want you to tell us whatever whatever name you can see on here. Tell us the name. You know, can you tell us the first name, the second name, you know, whatever's on here. And the spirits would do that. They would repeat a name through the spirit box, which is phenomenal to get that kind of response but it was like they wanted us to talk and we had um, a man up there he he does the gardening and and cleans the place up and he said to me there's a grave over in the corner it's a no name try to find out the name of the spirit or the baby that lives that's in that grave I can't honestly remember what the name was but we got a name for him which was really cool Mm-hmm. Now, do you think some of that is because they were children that yeah, were doing it? Yeah, there was it? a lot of children. Yeah. Well, I always tell the kids mm-hmm. when I take them to Penhurst that I use the kids as bait. <laughs> they just laugh at me like, no, don't do that, Jody. I said, yeah. I said, we'll go in there and play, and they they do these things. We have these light-up sticks that you can get at Walmart for a dollar. They're a dollar a piece, um, and they come in different colors. So I bought a whole bunch of them for the kids when we go and best investigate. We we had Kelly Miller with us and Flip Searle, and we went up on the one floor, and a kid stood in each doorway, and they each had a different stick. And they would hold the stick out and say, okay, my name is blah, 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 you know, stick am I holding up? Mm-hmm. And like clockwork, those kids would tell them, you have a blue stick, you know, or whatever color it was. And the Oh, that's time, cool. You wouldn't parents, have never thought to do that because we, you know, <laughs> we take those sticks and line the woods with them. Are those the ones you're talking about? Or is it a different yeah, one? 
they use them. I got them in the fishing section at Walmart. Okay. And they just, they light up. They're blue, purple. I know what you're talking about. Okay. I've got some of those. Yeah, they're great to take Mm -hmm. on investigations because, well, we had, we were doing an investigation and I think it might have been at the Haldeman. And I, I kept asking what color, what color, and finally the spirit, honest, I, I almost fell over when it said, I'm colorblind. I was like, <laughs> all righty then, I guess we're not going to play that game anymore. <laughs> oh, my God, that is, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know which ones you're talking about because we have, I bought some of those myself. Yeah, use them because they're great. They're great to use on investigations. We also mm-hmm. did Purple ones, green ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, those are nice to have. Right. They work. You yeah. get a good response. Um, we did, the kids asked me if I would bring a coloring book along and crayons when we went to Penhurst one year. And I'm like, okay. So we go to the one section in the Mayflower building. And they got the coloring book out and laid crayons by the coloring book and said, we want whoever's here to tell us what color you'd like us to color the shirt. What color would you like us to color the hat? You know, like they picked the page. And the spirit would tell them. And they colored a picture. And then they said, okay, tell us the name of whoever it was that was helping us. And we'll write it on this page and we'll hang it up for everybody to see. And I, I can't remember the name of the girl. It was a girl. And so they wrote her name on the picture, and they said, an SOS Team Paranormal Camp. And they put the date on it, and they hung it up on the wall. And when we went back a few months later, it was still hanging there. So that was really cool. Oh. So that's Those are some really, really good ideas. Yeah, these are techniques the kids use. And... They also do um, duck, duck, goose, which is really fun. Well, how do you how do you ground the kids? I mean, when you're taking them out like that, because I know a lot of people, you know, like if I take my youngest, for instance, um, to do research, I often get you shouldn't take him there. He shouldn't uh-huh. be doing that. He's too young for that. And I'm like, I ground him and surround him in light. It's not like he's not protected. Right. Well, you know, they have a grounding technique that they do before they go in. Yeah. Yeah. We have several people that will do that for them. And Kelly Miller helps them a lot with the grounding. Okay. You probably know Kelly. I may not. Okay. Well, she What's her last name? Miller. I'd have to go and look. <laughs> I hate to say that. It's terrible. No, that's no problem. I'm better with people's faces than I am with names. could never be a politician because I could never remember names. Yeah, I, 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 I can remember your face from 20 years ago, but I can't, I have a hard time remembering people's names. It's terrible. Exactly the same way, yep. 
I mean, like yesterday I went to get out my son with something, and this boy, I felt so bad, he walked up to me, he was helping me, this young man, and he was like, don't you remember me? I was in kindergarten with your son, and I was like, he's like, my name's Cameron, and I could not remember to save my life, and I felt so bad, but then when I got home, I remembered exactly who it was, and I was like, oh, my God, he... You know these kids they grow up and you you're look you're remembering them when they were in kindergarten little you're not now they're taller than you are I know and I I was like I'm sorry I don't I don't remember you but it it upset well it didn't upset me but it just he remembered me and that was what was so embarrassing about that particular moment was that he remembered me Aww. But that's nice, though. Yeah. yeah, it was. But I just felt really bad that I did not remember him. And then it hit me when I got home. I was, it, it came to me in a picture. I was like, oh, I got a picture of him <laughs> from when the kids oh. were in kindergarten. <sighs> so it was just like it was just embarrassing. It was an embarrassing moment yesterday. Oh. Yeah. So, a- but yeah, I remember faces. Yeah. I can remember your face. Like a mug shot. <laughs> I know the feeling. You know. <laughs> I'm not alone, right? That's okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm not alone in that situation. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm on the same page. <laughs> yeah. That's good to know. I'm lucky I remember who I am half the time. Yeah, me too. I know you. You get you get busy with doing things, and yep, you just forget. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> well, we've been doing um, before COVID hit. We were doing a thing monthly with the kids because they were all asking me, "Can we do this? Can we do that?" We were doing a teen club, which was we would call we would do it for free. To any kids mm-hmm. that want to come with us on locations, and we'll take them to different places and, and um, see if they're interested in the paranormal and teach them a little bit, you know, just for a day. And um, it picked up really good. The kids really loved it, and it gave them the interest that they would come to camp then. But then COVID hit, and we couldn't do it. We, it was like almost a year since, and we want to get back into doing that again. So. Hopefully. Yeah, I wonder how open our community, um, because I live in Middlesex County, and it's a pretty big county. I'm wondering how open our community would be to something like that. It's been very hard to break through the paranormal here. Um, You know, I was talking to one of the kids' teachers today, and I mentioned it, and and I told her, I'm like, I'm one of those parents. (laughs) <laughs> and she just kind of broke silence with me on the phone the minute I said paranormal. So I don't know how that would work out here, but it just sounds like a really, really good idea. I wonder if I put feelers out, what people would think about that. Yeah, it's just a teen club. It's just for a few hours, like on once a month for like a Saturday. And we've, mm-hmm. we've been taking them, we were taking them to like different locations in Gettysburg, um, we took them to the Emick Mansion. We took them, you know, not really, really far away because it was only for a day. Um, there's a place in local called the Tamaqua Elks, 
and that place is so hopping with energy. Um, the kids really enjoyed going there. Um, just different location every month. We try to pick a different one. And the kids that went really had a good time. And some of our para-celebrity friends would join us every now and then. So we had a good time. And then they would teach the kids different things. How many kids are in the group? In SOS? And your like when you do your club events, like when you do that and you do your investigating, how many kids are you investigating with when you do something like that? We don't like to have it any more than 15 because we drive. Got gotcha. You know, so, and that's how our camp is too. Um, we try to limit it to 15 kids. This year we had, okay. uh, I think we had 13 kids this year. So we had a good, we had a good number. Okay. And, uh, I was, my, I was doing my notebook trying to find a clean piece of paper to take some notes on. Oh, there you go. If you need yeah. anything, you know, it's fine. Um, we used to have um, several people would donate to the kids so they could go to camp because there's so many kids that want to come but they can't afford it. So like I right. was telling uh, Howie on his show the other night, we're going to try to do some fundraisers again to help some kids. Because I hate to have anybody not come because they can't afford it. But right. we can't do camp for free um, because everywhere we go we have to, you know, it costs money to us. And we don't make anything on camp. Everything goes back to the kids because we get them T-shirts. We get them pieces of equipment. Last year we got them audio recorders. Um, (laughs) They get snacks and drinks all week long. We get them a meal on when we go to Gettysburg. I mean, they get a lot. Let's put it that way. Um, Plus, you know, it costs to get to the places too. So. Right. We're trying to be as, you know, you try to be as reasonable as you can in how much you charge. And we also, um, when we start advertising, we just tell the parents or the people that are interested, it's a $50 non-refundable deposit, but then you can pay on it until the camp. You don't have to pay it all up front. Right. So we try to make it easier on the parents and I'm, I mean, they could pay $10 a month if they want to until they can pay all, you know what I mean? So, But the camp itself in June is a week long, correct? Yes, it's a week. And then we've actually been adding a day. We've had an optional day on Saturdays and at no extra cost. Okay. Because we've been taking them to um, Muhammad Ali's camp, and we have um, the energy up there is just over the top. It's really good up there because it's on Sculpt Hill, and it's not mm-hmm. just Muhammad Ali you're going to talk to. You're talking to the Indians because there was Indian massacres that went on up there. So you're getting gotcha. a whole lot of different kind of energy up there. <laughs> oh wow. But that's where they were playing Duck, Duck, Goose. They were playing it with the dousing rods. They would go around and say duck, duck, and if it would cross, it was goose. 
and then they they'd have to run around and you know duck duck who they got a lot of good response out of that they had a blast i have to write that down that's cool yeah they came up with that one that's another one they did you know but i think that is that Dalen and Dalen's like oh i want to do that and they're like oh no you don't (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun to me. Yeah, I have it on video. I just haven't had time to go through everything yet. So, because there was right. so much. Because what we do is um, we give them um, CDs with all the video from the entire week. It's all edited and everything, and then we give them all the uh, all the pictures that are taken, all the evidence, everything. They get it all. I, it, I told them I said. You might get this after Christmas, but you'll get it. <laughs> but they get it all. That's cool. I would like to talk more about that, about the camp, because that just sounds like it's it's a lot of fun. It is. Um, they learn a lot. I, we've had kids coming from Georgia, from Connecticut. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The one girl, she, she was coming from Georgia. We always call her Georgia. <laughs> you forget what her real name is. We always say, "Oh, it's Georgia," but she's wonderful. She wants to join the team because um, she just graduated from high school last year. And another girl just graduated, and she's going to be part of the team. I gave her a shirt at camp. We celebrated graduation. We do that at camp too. Anybody that graduates, we have a graduation ceremony for them. We get them graduation caps. And we, you know, we give them a gift and give them the option whether they want to be on SOS. So that's really cool. I'll have to get the ins and outs of that because that just sounds like something really cool to try to bring here. Yeah, I'd gladly help you. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you. I wonder if you could. Um, like, so the camp that's a that's a week long. It's is it, it's day camp though, right? It's like they go hi Yvonne. It's they go for the day and then they go back. How does that part work? Well, they go um, like say Monday is is kind of a short day, so they get there at seven in the morning and they go home about four four thirty. The next day, okay. Can, like I give them time to get there in the morning, um, so. Like Tuesday is our long day because we go to Gettysburg. So we, the kids have to be at my house by like 6.30 in the morning so we can get to Gettysburg by 9. And we don't get home till almost 9, 9.30 at night. So it's like a 12-hour. Gotcha. And then the next day is usually Penhurst, and then we went to the Selma Mansion on Thursday. Um, We did the PA Dutch Campground, which is awesome, and we did um, Muhammad Ali's camp, which was an extra day. So we try to do, like, toward the end of the week, closer location so that the kids can sleep in a little bit, <laughs> and the adults too, because we're exhausted till the end of the week. Right, I can but understand I, that. 
Yeah, we're exhausted, but we have such a great time with the kids. We learn more from them than I think they learn from us. I really do. Well, I agree with you on that. And, you know, when you're talking about using, you know, I use my 12-year-old as bait for that because um, children's spirit, just they just resonate with him. They like to come to him. Oh, yeah, they gravitate right to them. Yep. You know, I and would, it's... I say that to people that aren't in the paranormal field, I say, yeah, I use kids as bait. You know, they look at me like, oh, you're, you're a crazy lady. You know, I'm joking. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we use children as bait for paranormal research. Let me yep. just put that out there so y'all don't I think don't that we're using this other stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't reiterate that, people may think that. we use it. They're perfect for a paranormal field because <laughs> spirits like okay. gravitate to kids. Wouldn't that be funny, though, if somebody just tuned in and they heard us saying, yeah, we use kids as bait. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, if I have thought come over at my house, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> yeah, okay, now you're going to throw my ass under the bus. Thanks. <laughs> oh, why not? I've had mine for I've long. never seen that woman a day in my life. I don't know who I the hell know. she is. What's her name? <laughs> I don't know her name. Yeah, what's Vibe Time? We don't know what Vibe Time with Jerry. I've never heard of that show before. <laughs> Who are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Teresa would come to you. I don't even know if she's still on the. I don't even know if she's still on my live. I can't tell. I don't know. She probably. If I talk smack about her, you think she'll she'll show up on the comments? Oh yeah, she will. I don't see the it's bitch on here. She's on. Come on, bitch. Get on here, number two. I know, right? I think she ditched me. Oh, how dare she. Yeah, she's fired. Yep. <laughs> I have somebody that's in, but I don't think it's her. <laughs> well, I would gladly help you because I had um, a woman message me about helping start one up in Massachusetts, a teen camp. And that would be cool. As much yeah, on up there. Up yeah. yeah. I said, oh. Yeah, I want some more information and get some help with that. Oh, so Keith and Teresa are actually, I didn't know the 402 number on here. Oops, my bad. Oh, let me uh, before I get myself into more trouble. So we're sitting here talking smack and they're listening. <laughs> That'll get I'm it. sorry. I'm sorry. I take it back. Every mean thing I just said about you. <laughs> <laughs> Is she on? Give us, please. We knew not that you were listening to our conversation. We did it on purpose. Yes, we did it on purpose. They're so funny. If I would have known that that was the number, I would have pulled them off and mute on my on my. Uh, <clears throat> but I'm going to have you and Teresa come back anyway. Okay. On a show together. Because we had fun on your show. Remember when I came oh, on your show? We had a blast. Yes, and you're supposed to come on ours. When do I have your schedule? Excuse me, I'm sorry. I am I am supposed to come on yours. I don't 
did I said I don't think we set up a date because remember I got sick. Oh, that's right. Well, we have every every Thursday in October open, so you can let me know if you're when you're available. I'm sorry. I will. Let me look. Up, I'll look up on my schedule. I'm going to write it down. Something has been causing me to cough. It must be Keith. He must have. He must have jinxed me. <laughs> Hi, Keith. Who broke out the doll? Somebody broke out a doll somewhere. <laughs> oh God. There was this creepy doll at the bash, and I took a picture of it because it was one of the teams was had it at their stand, and I'm like, oh my god, this is the creepiest doll ever. There's something it can't, about well, I guess doll is my doll is cute. She's not creepy, so I can't say much. Okay, I, I, dolls just creep me out. I don't know why. Oh, I got, I have quite a few. But I use them as trigger toys, with the exception of my hoodoo voodoo doll. Instead of kids, right? Yeah, yeah. I I take my 12-year-old with me. Friday we are going to um, a haunted walk slash history tour in Yorktown. Oh, that sounds like fun. Did I lose you? Hello? There. I can't hear you. I know. My whole phone cut off. Oh, I'm there. here now. Okay. I didn't know where I don't know, you I didn't know where you went. I don't know where I went. That's never happened the whole time I've done my show. It's never cut out like that, ever. It's me. No, it's it's probably something it's with my spirit. um Yeah, what'd you do? No, it's Keith's it was fault. Me. No, we'll yeah. blame it on Keith and Teresa. They're doing some shit. As they probably are. You never yeah, they're know. Probably like, oh, I know. There, she's talking smack about us, and we can't say anything back because I'm sitting here on mute. Yeah, let's just do it this way. Boop, boop, hang up. Unmute them. All right, I can. Uh, I, I will unmute them. I got what four minutes to unmute people. Hold on. There you go. Unmute them. I want to hear them. Hello. 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 Can you hear? Us? I was told yes. to unmute you. Yes. Can you hear us? Yes. yes perfect. I hear you. You can yes. hear us. Right? We hear you. It just... Yes. We're in the Walmart. We were talk- we're in the Walmart. We've been listening to the show. In the Walmart. Do you hear us in talking the Walmart. smack about you? In the Walmart. Are hilarious. (laughs) Yes, we have to shop too. (laughs) Yes, I know you do. We were talking smack about you. (laughs) 
I know. I can't I wait to have. I know. I can't wait to have both of y'all on on my show together. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Most definitely. That's, I'm looking forward to that myself. That'll yeah. be fun. Yes, we've been talking a lot about the camp. I find it very interesting. Oh it's a yeah, lot of fun. Uh, Jody, oh man, she's really good with the kids. They love her. Yeah. I can't say enough yeah. about that. Yeah. They just love the snacks I bring. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I it's bring, just that. <laughs> I bring good snacks every day. Um. That's no, she's I'm very well Yes, you do. Yeah, I do. Well, they need to Yeah, we have a good time. I'm running up and down the aisles looking for one specific thing, and it's bugging the crap out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we were only kidding when we were talking smack about you, you know, because I do love you. That's okay. (laughs) I love you guys, too. I know you love me. I, I can't help it. You're not. You're my number oh, two. Somebody's trying to pick on me, right? Well, I figured it would. Be, yeah. It would be fun. <laughs> Definitely. You can't just find it either. <laughs> okay. How hard is it to find a wrinkle spray? Okay. I do not like to iron, so that's oh, my God. go-to. And of course, I can't She's find so it. Funny. I just... I thought you meant wrinkles on my on my face, you know. If you could find one spray for that. Oh God, <laughs> let's not talk wrinkles, okay? See what happens when I get oh. them to, to see what happens when we get together like that. It's like bam. Yep. Instant. <laughs> Instant connection. Time is almost is up though, right? Yeah, it is. I got less than a. Let me look. I have less than a minute. I got to get off because I don't want to cut into Ryan's air time. Well, well thank I'm you so much you for having me. No, uh, Jody, I appreciate you talking to me. Bye, Teresa. Bye, bye. Thank you. Love you guys. Love you. Love you too, bitch. Thank you so much. Yeah, bye, bitch. Sorry, mommy. You're welcome. And I'll have you all back on because we always get together and have fun. Yes, and you can call me anytime, Jerry, and I'll we'll could talk about camp. That works for me, and I appreciate that because I'll be in touch with you about that. All right, and let me know when you can be on our show too. Okay, I'm going to look at that right now. All right, Thank anytime, you, Ashley. In October. Thank you okay, so much for I'm having me. I'm going to go me. look. Thank you. <laughs> Good night. Bye. Good night. Night. Tonight on the Freaking Awesome Show, we are bringing you some supernatural news.
out there. This is Ryan. Oh, and Kimmy. Hello. <laughs> yes, I we have my daughter on the show with us tonight, kicking it with us. Angie fell asleep and tried a few times to wake her up. <laughs> um, but the last time, i got to be honest with you, I did not try very hard because I figured she's super tired, so I figured I'd just let her uh, sleep tonight. I uh, hope everyone had a good Good uh, weekend. It's Tuesday. One last week of summer left. Uh, and you start school next week. Not ready for that. I mean, there are kids. There are kids that actually already started school. Um, yeah, and Thomas and Andrew, my nephews, started school the week after we got back from the beach. Yeah. So yeah, they've. Uh, there are other people that have already gone to school, but we go back to school. Uh, after 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 a Labor Day. So and Kimmy, she did you did um online school last year. Mm-hmm. So this would be a whole new world for her and uh, brand new high school. Doesn't know where she's going. <laughs> Not at all. Nope. I I know what the auditorium is. And that's about it. <laughs> I tell you what, when you go to these uh, I went I had an orientation at my high school. And it's like. You have so much stuff going on in your head while you're while you're doing the orientation that most of the stuff they tell you how to get places you you forget by the time you know school starts anyway. So when I was in middle school, we you know had the school agendas. Well, ours had a map of our school on top of it. I took like a marker to that. And I literally drew lines to where my classes were. You need like a GPS. Honestly, put a school GPS. It's a big campus. There's like separated buildings and stuff. Yeah, just think. So. Oh, yeah. I had, I had, um, I went to my middle school was was outside, as well. And I had to walk, and it really stuck during the winter time. And you had to walk to class outside. But my first year, sixth grade, I was complete. I was petrified. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to ask you for help. I don't know where I'm going. That awkward moment of yeah, in a two-story building. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, wait, wait. 
how they end up across town. They never get <laughs> how to get here. Yeah, like enter some kind of wormhole or when something. You have like three minutes to a class at the other end of the building. Exactly. <laughs> Somehow I ended up in some weird alternate alternate dimension. I don't know. I took a wrong <laughs> turn somewhere. I don't know what the heck happened. So tonight is supernatural news. It's one of our uh, one of our well, it's always one of our shows, but you know we do this at the end of every month. You know, kind of a relaxing show. No guests, just kind of talk, talking about random, you know, stories. random stuff and random stories we find. But um, I'd be remiss or remiss, I think it's remiss, to uh, not mention that we had a um, a great man. Um, Pass away today um, of lung cancer. Coyote Chris Sutton passed away, I think, this morning. Um, he was a great friend to a lot of people. I uh, did not know him very well, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I mean, I've talked to him a handful of times. I've wanted to get him on the show, chat with him, and it just never worked out. Um, but you can tell by all the comments and all the heartbreak and all the like uh, emotional like you know posts that are um, emotional outpourings. That's what I'm looking for. That are you know that are on Facebook right now. That he had a lot of friends. He was a good man. So um, from all of us um, from the on the Freaking Awesome Show and the Vibe Radio Network, we want to say Godspeed to Coyote Chris. And, um, you know, we'll see you on the, on the other side, man. You take care. And, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry for your loss to your, for your family. I know they're going through it right now. And, um, you know, it came, it came on so quick, man. I think, she, I think he found out he had lung cancer like two weeks ago. Oh. Yeah. So it can, you know, it can get you fast. So just enjoy life, enjoy the people you're with, and you really do not know what tomorrow brings. Um, so, cars out to you. So, anyways, it's hard to it's hard to come back. Yeah, it's hard to from something <laughs> like that. Like, how do I segue? <laughs> how do I leave this? Yes, how do I, how do I go from this to this? So. Um, exactly. Well, I mean, it, yeah, it's um, whew. All right. So yeah, tonight's supernatural news, and I found some interesting articles to uh, to read to you guys. Um, we'll see how many we can get through tonight. Let's see here. Let's see the first one. Ooh, this is hot. <clears throat> Now, I know this has happened to a lot of people. You go to the zoo, and you see monkeys hanging out, singing around with, you know, their muscular chests and eating bananas and shit. And you're like, you know what? Break me off a piece of that, that Kit Kat bar. And it happens, happens to all, all of us, man, you know? You're just like, oh, my God. Come on. <laughs> Apparently somebody had had an affair with a monkey, and 
she got banned from the zoo. So let's find out about this. This is uh, this is on August 26, 2021. I'm reading from the uh, Express. Sorry, British freaking newspapers have the best stories for this kind of stuff. <laughs> Woman banned from zoo after four-year affair. Four years <laughs> with Chip. Oh, my God. He loves me. That's what she said. You got to do voices now. He loves me. Addie Timmerman is heartbroken after a zoo in Antwerp, Belgium, stopped her from visiting a 38-year-old chimpanzee called Cheetah because the relationship was deemed unhealthy for his socialization with the other chimps. Timmerman has been visiting Cheetah on a weekly basis for four years. She says they struck up a friendship at first, but it soon developed into a real relationship during their visit. They would reportedly blow kisses to each other and wave through the grass. That's hot. Oh, my God. Oh my God. I wonder if Cheetah got depressed afterwards. Probably. Where'd my girl go? <laughs> Brokenhearted, she told Antwerp TV, I love that animal. and He loves me. I haven't got anything else. Why did they take that away? Sorry, I had to give the person from Belgium an English accent. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> We're having an affair, I'll just say. Others... Dozens of visitors are allowed to make contact. Then why not me? Um, um, no, I'm not sure how you, know, how you have an affair with a monkey through a glass literally. wall. But <laughs> heard any of your husband mentioned? By the well, way? she's not married. I mean, she got a, she's got a monkey. <laughs> a zoo spokesperson said that the other chimps in Cheetah's enclosure exclude him because he has had contact with humans. So when visiting hours are not open, he must fit spend 15 hours alone as a result of his banishment. Zoo curator Sarah Lafout said, when Cheetah is constantly surrounded by visitors, the other animals ignore him and don't consider him part of the group. An animal that is too focused on people is less respected by its peers. We want Cheetah to be a chimpanzee as much as possible. So she makes it sound like she was he was just hanging out with her, but apparently he was hanging out with a lot of people. Yeah, apparently he was just a social butterfly, Tim. Cheetah was originally a pet and was brought to the zoo at the age of eight. Despite 30 years in captivity, his interest in humans has remained and zoo. Officials are worried that Cheetah will never be able to re- reintegrate into Chimpson society. So They're the zoo is going – is, is you know, saying, hey, you, you know, you're not going to have your friends and you're not going to have your, your, you know. Favorite human to see. Yes. So, I mean, it sounds like Cheetah's being screwed either way. Yeah, obviously, Cheetah's not having the best time. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, they're weird. Like, they're, they're about the woman marrying the ghost. Um, you know? Or I got married to a Ferris wheel. <laughs> what? I got married to a roller coaster. That's I know that's that's a thing. So I mean, there there's a sort of a man having having relations with the mailbox. Oh, yeah, there are weird people out there. Apparently, there's probably somebody who finds that Dr Pepper bottle attractive. So, oh no, you know, it's just crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So I'm sorry for uh, 
you know, their their love that, that has ended. Maybe love will find a way, and she, we still will let her back in. Someone should show her anime. Get her and they can sexual man. You know, maybe buy like a a cheetah doll or something. <laughs> she can have her her way with him. So that's it. Oh, German model savaged by leopard as Fetishu goes disastrously wrong. Ooh. Ooh. Man, let's read about this. I am going to with that. It's just this trend that I see where it's like, I, well, I thought you can touch anything. I can't. So I'll get my disciple to do it. Disciple? But, like, with it's on my Roblox account, so it's with Warrior Cat, so it's like, so I'll get my kin to do it. I'm just, and they're like, you have kin, and it shows like a kit or something, and I'm just seeing her like, that she has a child, and she's like, child, go, go see, go see Cheetah for me. <laughs> Bring back pictures. Yes, right. Do <laughs> selfies, make sure she, he's okay. <laughs> Send him this letter. That's right. <laughs> All right, here's one. Let's read this one. Oh, okay. A German model has been left scarred for life after being attacked by a leopard during a photo shoot. Okay, then. The 36-year-old was attacked on Tuesday at a retirement home for for show animals in New... Nebra? Nebra. Nebra. Eastern Germany. German tabloid? Tabloid. 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 Yeah, okay. (laughs) I'm mean, just struggling. Have named the have named the vic, yeah, the victim as animal lover Jessica Liv Leafdoid. Leafdoff. Man, Mary Russian mean advanced English. After entering the enclosure, she was assaulted by Troja, a sixteen year old leopard. Miss Lead that lead off was bitten repeatedly around her head and ended up losing consciousness. C C part two. Speaking, speaking to Bill, she said, it repeatedly kept biting my cheek, ear, and head. When she woke up, the helicopter was arriving to take her to the hospital. While bleeding heavily, I would assume so, and immediately operated on. She was later told she is likely to have scarring for the rest of her life. Schroeder shared the pen with Paris, another leopard aged 18, who did not participate in the attack. There there were initial local media reports that a leopard had escaped the enclosure, but these were incorrect. Scroll down a little bit. Oh. Stephen Mueller Urich, a spokesman for Bergenland District, where the animal is based, confirmed there was no threat to the wider public. He explained the animal never broke out. There's certainly okay. no danger to the population. <laughs> I think that's it. That's a bit dramatic. Okay. Lags. There we go. Okay. Hello, Lags. Hi. I, I should just go away. Maybe I should not be in advanced English. I struggled very hard with that. It's it's hard. It's tough when you're reading a uh, an article for the first time. Specifically one where it's from Germany. Yeah. This is not all in German. According to the Daily Mail, and both Troja and Paris previously appeared in an advert for tech giant Panasonic. The paper reports local authorities could strip Mr. Stash of his license to run this show animal's retirement home. 
Leopard attacks on humans have been recorded for both wild and captive animals. Why would you let it was someone in the? Yeah, obviously. Why was she even allowed to go in there? Yeah. Like that's on there. That's their fault with that. Yeah, so looking back, twenty hindsight, twenty twenty is probably not the best idea. Yeah, really. <laughs> Speaking to National Geographic, Imogene Imogene Cancellaire, a cons- conservation biologist, said these animals. These, anim- these are animals whose brains are literally designed to be ambushed predators. There is no scenario in which entering a space with a big cat is going to be 100% safe, literally. even if it's hand-raised. At the end of the day, in my professional opinion, there's nothing ca- you can do to make a tiger or a lion or a jaguar lovely enough to overcome its predatory instincts that can turn it on a dime. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, actually just making a joke no one's going to get. I mean, somebody will make, somebody will get it. I, it's just an acting. So somebody will get that. <laughs> With like, I, head, I was just like, I looked at that, I was just like, CC part two. Because in the lore, a kid got his head crushed by an animatronic. I mean, it's sad. It sucks that it sucks for her, especially being a model and oh, yeah. expected to be like, oh, it's fine. Go in there. It's fine. Everything's Go in there, you big baby. Go in there. She's stuck. Look at little. She won't. She's a cuddle. She wants to cuddle with you. It'll be fine. Those teeth are fine. Yeah, it's not that sharp. That's not an attack pose. So, yeah. Hopefully she'll recover and she'll be able to keep modeling. Mm-hmm. You know? I assumed if something went wrong, it would probably be in the article, so. Yeah. I mean, you experienced she got bit in the face, so that's. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised there was something in there about brain damage. Because if it was biting repeatedly on, like, the head, I thought that might cause a little bit of brain damage or, like, bleeding into the brain or something. I guess not, because it wasn't mentioned in the article. Let's learn about time travel. That's always fun. I've always wanted to travel through time. (laughs) Time Traveler unveils photos from year... 3311 and Bizarre Claims. Hmm. A supposed time traveler from the year 3311 has published a bizarre confession tape in which he presented three photos of what he claims is the future. The, the anonymous time travel confession emerged in March 2019 after, after he shared his story with online paranormal investigators. The supposed time traveler had his face blurred and voice distorted in the video, but he claimed he is the real deal. I mean, why would you not claim you're the real deal? I yeah. mean, I mean I like he claimed he, he claimed he was he was a he claimed he was a liar and uh, you shouldn't believe what he is saying. Of course, he yeah. can blame claim he's the real deal. Speaking to does, doesn't mean he's not. But <laughs> if I'm people take me seriously, I'm going to claim I'm the real deal. Yeah. The supposed time traveler. It's, okay, yeah. Speaking to a camera for YouTube channel Apex TV, the time traveler produced three photos, which he said took on which he said he took on a mission in the year 3311. The time traveler said he has an extremely interesting story to tell, a story about his past and his future. Produce is an interesting word to use there, because using produce implies that he made the photos. Not I mean, sometimes you say you produce a photo, which you see, like, you take yeah. it out of your pocket. But I know what you mean. Like, you produce it, like, like photo apps and yeah. shit. 
Photoshop. Photoshop, yeah. So the man said, what I'm telling you is true, and I even have the evidence to prove it. He then pulled out three photos of what the world is supposed to look like in nearly 1,300 years into the future. The bizarre photo, first, the first bizarre photo appears to be shows a futuristic city built on some sort of floating island in the sky. The time traveler, the time traveler said, "This was not the only pic I took of the future." Picture, I said, "Pic." Of course, why is it blurred? Literally. <laughs> I got to the teleportation machine again, but this time it brought me to a very different place. Took a picture of that place as well. Let me show you that picture. He then pulled a photo out a photo of a building, which he said is a typical house in the far future. His last picture was a flying vehicle passing over some homes and trees. Oh, that looks real. That does not look like it's painted at all. The three photos the time traveler boldly claims are supposed supposed to back up his questionable story. That literally, I'm sorry, that just looks like something you'd see in, like, a fantasy game background or something yeah. in a cutscene. Like, welcome to infamous Golan name. Like, I... It looks, like, it looks like a painting. It does. I mean, from back here. There was a roleplay thing I was in where, like, the thing was, like, there was floating cities in the sky. Like, it's a fantasy. It literally looks like a fantasy kind of thing. But anyway, anyway. Well, according to the time traveler, he snapped the pictures after he was elected to take part in a secret time travel operation in the 1990s. He said he, he was selected to do in no small part to his accomplishment at school in the area of computer development. And he argued the secrets of time travel were cracked through the mysterious applications of quantum computing. He said, I can't say the name of that organization, but I can assure you that organizations like the one I'm describing and many, many more not only exist, but are carrying out secret programs behind closed doors. However, all three photos presented by the supposed time traveler are clever edits of pre-existing photographs meant to look as if they're from the future. The first photo is an edit of a mountain forest valley wallpaper posted on the website seventhemes.com with a floating city pasted in it. The second photo is actually an edited photo of Antilia, of the Antilia building, which is the private home of Chairman Mukesh Ambani in South Mumbai, India. Many of the people who saw the video saw through the deception and called Apex TV in TV in the comment section. Well, called that's out. a little rude. <laughs> Don't call out the bangles on Kyle's the person. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably have some people on there that on my show that are questionable, but yeah, you know, it's all about you know bringing you every, you know yeah. entertainment content. Every, every yeah, exactly. Content. You know, take what take it take what the take it how you however you will. YouTube viewer Mike Mike Man Matthew said. These pictures look about as real as Japanese animation. Dignesh Baidu said, next time at least take a selfie so that we can clarify it's not Photoshop. And Richard Labesha said, the pictures look fake, especially the floating city. These perspectives, lighting, and concert looks looks as daily inaccurate. Not to mention the sky was floppy. I mean, maybe if everything looks painted in the future. Yeah. You know, maybe, like... 1,300 years in the future, we could... Our our perceptions could have been so, like, mutated that everything looks painted. 
blocky skies. And you can take a picture graphics. and you can use a filter to make things look painted. So it's yeah. not a filter on. Yeah. I don't know why would put a filter on something that you need to prove it's real, but still, anyway. I mean, and also went during the 1990s, so he probably didn't have a. Unless he probably is in the future, probably can Yeah, like it's a, a problem yeah. of the future. Yeah. He said, time traveling to the past, which is what people usually mean by, the time, tra- by time travel, is a much more uncertain proposition. Oh. Uh, sorry, missed, missed a uh, a uh, little section there. Is it possible for humans to time travel? Not according to Professor, Professor William Hiscock of Montana State University, or at least not in the form described in the, described in the Apex TV video. The time travel expert said the, expert, the effects of the time time liation people to move forward in time but not backwards. I feel like if you were to go like travel in time, like it would just end really, really bad. Cause you would have to not you have to blend in perfectly. Cause if you're to go back in time and so, and like you change one little thing that could change everything else that happened. Yeah, the butterfly effect. Yeah. So like, you would have to not be seen at all, and just it's in, or if you, or like going to a time where you've never existed. It's just yeah. weird, because then, I, yeah, I'm sorry, I think too much sometimes. <laughs> like, what happens if your time travel, your time machine, it breaks down or something? How are you gonna fix it? And when you don't have the materials in 1800 or whatever. Yeah. And I'd be scared of being stuck there. Mm, oh. This is not the best comparison. It's not at all. But like in Gravity Falls, time travel character who like goes that who goes there to like find an anomaly in time and clear it. Fun fact, kind of spoiler. The anomaly was the kids because they found his like watch thing that let him time travel, and they went and they like couldn't figure out how to work it, so they actually accidentally went to all these different places. Like, they went, like, back, like, really, really back and, like, showed, like, Voyagers, like, a, like, light-up shoe and, like, braces and stuff. Oh, a high five. And, and the author of the show, they, like, were, yeah, words, I can't work. They went to places in their show, like, the beach and stuff, and in those specific episodes with that shows that, um, Scene, you'll see Blendon, the time travel guy, in the back picking up the item they dropped. Oh, wow. Which I love that attention to detail. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, Gravity Falls is a good show. And it's, <laughs> it's fun. It's um, a lot of, a lot of like, cool details in that show. Uh, he said, time travel into the past, which is what people usually mean by travel. Da, da, da. There are many solutions in, to Einstein's equations for general re- relativity that allow a person to follow a timeline that would result in him or her encountering herself or her grandmother at an earlier time. The problem is deciding whether these solutions represent the situations that could occur in the real universe or whether they are mere mathematical oddities and incompatible with known physics. Well, well, there's that. So, Apparently, it's a lot easier, easier than traveling into the past. Unless you're a time lord, and then you can travel wherever you want. Or Loki. Yes. Here. Well, you never 
Oh, excuse me. Sorry, Bert. Have you ever wondered what happens when you die on a plane or someone else dies on a plane? Because if you're dead, it doesn't really matter to you <laughs> what happens. Oh. I have never wondered that until I saw this article, that and I'm like, very odd thing to wonder. you know what? Maybe maybe Learning something something worth uh, looking into. I think we're going to have an emergency landing. Keep yawning. Uh, I mean, I mean, other people got to have to got to get where they need to go. Yeah, Ooh. but you also can't just have a dead body on a plane with well, let's, everyone. Let's just find out. Let's find out oh, what yeah. they do. <laughs> I mean, you can't tell them what they're going to do, especially if you're over water. I wonder if that's a literal thing they have to train for. Probably. That's, mm. You got you to, gotta, I guess, be ready for all situations yeah, yeah. that just, happen. It's funny to me how, like, that's a literal thing they, they have to think about. Yeah. Like, if that yeah. happens, that's a literal thing. They do. I saw this video where they were, like, someone, they, they were in a plane, they were circumstance and making an emergency landing, and what calmed a lot of people down was the cabin group going, we are trained for this. This is what you need to do. Yeah. That helps I mean, a lot. It's good to have, you know, just to know there's someone in charge who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Especially when you're in a, on an airplane. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to be in an airplane with people who don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And then you're all just gonna... <laughs> we don't know what the hell is going on. Pat, pilot just got his license online yeah. yesterday. Land in the ocean. You know. You know. So just pray. Pray for the best and hope we get out alive. Yeah, too much. Onboard death. The chances are small, but it happens. How do cabin crew deal with it? Let's find out. When on the way to a five-star holiday, the last thing that crosses travelers' minds is that they may sit next to a dead body on the plane. But as unlikely as it may sound, anyone could encounter such a scenario. There's so much sudden death on board. You'll see that airlines follow strict procedures to get the body to land. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just right there on the call, it said most read, and the number one thing was the woman with the chimp. Of course. Of course, people want to know about the torrid love affair between a woman and a monkey. Billions of passengers travel across the globe every year. It would be a miracle for no one to die, ever die during the journey. Officially, a licensed doctor or medical professional can pronounce someone dead. However, that doesn't mean that flight attendants just watch and observe. When a passenger is at risk for, of death, all systems go, and flight Attendants are expected to act swiftly. In fact, they are prepared to know what to do so that the process is as straightforward as possible. A Ryanair, oh, Ryanair, I like that, my favorite airline, spokesman told the son that the dead body would usually be moved to an empty row or business, <laughs> to an empty row. I just, just imagine him sitting there. Sitting <laughs> there and everyone's like, I'm thinking all that space. Is he dead? Yeah, what the hell? I'm thinking all that. Yeah, man. <laughs> I want that window seat. To find out what exactly goes on behind the scenes and, and how procedures vary from airline to airline, the mayor asked the flight attendant for insider knowledge. All the crew have a medical action plan where roles are assigned from a training. They work together to complete the medical in an efficient way so that no one is stressed and everyone remains calm and collected. We can't actually pronounce someone dead, but we can divert to an airport where we meet, where, where we are met by a medical team. 
When the flight lands, the crew are met by a care team in case they need support after what they have experienced. On a long-haul Air New Zealand flight in the business class from Los Angeles to Auckland, passenger Sue Jackman saw her, her husband die. After laying down, he never woke up. Four hours later, Sue was still sitting next to him. She said her experience on Kiora. He wouldn't wake up. They got a flight steward who then went and fetched the passenger who was a doctor. He performed the signs of usual signs of life tests and declared him to seats approximately four hours prior to landing. He stayed in his sleeper covered with a blanket for, for the rest of the journey, and I lay beside him and held him until he landed. It was traumatic, but I had four hours with him to say goodbye. I would not have had, ha, I would not have had on land. It was also very comforting to know there were others with me who, even though they were strangers, never intruded, but were very supportive. But where and precisely, when did precisely Susan's husband die? In L.A. or Auckland? According to his death certificate, he was on flight NZ-5. At the time, he was examined and declared dead in the air. No, that's weird to think about. I thought they had, like, you put him, like, the free, put him under, I don't know, there's, like, a place, special place in the bottom of the plane, but I don't know. There's no, I guess, yeah, what if the plane's full? You know? That's so weird to think about. Like, he he went to sleep, and then that was just it. Like, didn't wake up, yeah. No, like, them saying, like, oh, well, he had this, or there was, like, this sign. He just went to sleep and then didn't wake up. So, like, what happened? Was there an underlying heart thing where his heart just was, gave up and just went, nah, 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 I'm good, bye. Just stop. Mm. Like, what happened? <laughs> and maybe, then maybe they want to get into it because there was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's that's not really... That's not really the, the point of it. More yeah. just... Uh, it just leads questions. Yes. At least we now we know. I mean, of course, people are, like, looking at, why, why is that guy wearing a mask? What the hell? That's not fair. Ooh. Oh. Oh, I, wanna, I don't want to read this because I'm afraid there might be a picture. <laughs> oh, There's a, an article. It says, scary scene as huge 15-foot Burmese python swallows cow hole before stomach-bursting death. Now, that is literally eyes are bigger than your stomach. Very interesting to me. I'll read it. How about show it? Because that's gross. I highly doubt they would. That's too graphic. You know, some things like how some things bother people that you know don't bother others. Yeah. Uh, Discomfort, boundaries, etc., etc. Yeah. I mean, Angie, she's scared of snakes. Doesn't want. Literally, when we when we my friends get the birds and she let us hold them, we told her we touched it. She was like, "Do not." I remember I sent her a picture of her and the snake. She did not like that. I thought she was going to drive away. Yeah. I mean, I, she was like, we had, because we had snake on us. You know, I don't mind snakes. I don't, I don't, if I see them, I'm like, oh my God, you know. Yeah. But I did not like watch, watch these snakes eat food. I find it interesting how they can, like, open their jaw. Yeah, and just swallow. I just don't, it's, it's like, it really gives me the heebie-jeebies. We're watching like spiders eat their food. Like they, 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 yeah. 
like or if it's like or if it's like a big spider and it's like a like a small mouse or something mm-hmm. or like a rabbit, it just gives me the chill. I don't. Ugh. There's mm. this guy on YouTube that I used to watch a bunch who like did a bunch of stuff with snakes and I always found it really interesting to watch, like especially like the egg stuff, just because it was fun seeing like all the little baby snakes. But um, like when they would feed it, I was just like, that's really interesting how they can just open their jaw like that. Oh, I didn't even think about it. it. Just gives me the chills. I don't know. It's gonna be the mouse going in. You know, I mean, it's maybe the frozen mouse isn't bad, but if you see the mouse squeaking, you know. Yeah, no, no, it's no, last week. <laughs> Scary scene: a huge 15-foot Burmese python swallows coal, cow coal, cow hole before stomach bursting death. Was this in like a zoo or something? Like, what? how do you just figure that out? Uh, the the python. Maybe there's a dead cow next to the exploded python. I don't know. A Burmese python was seen suffering a stomach-bursting death in Thailand after it bit off more than it could chew by swallowing an entire cow. Hmm. foot snake said to be a Burmese python clearly had eyes bigger than its belly when it decided to swallow a, whole ca- a calf whole in Thailand. At least it was a calf, not a yeah. whole freaking cow. I, say, I don't think it I, that, yeah, I don't yeah. think it would have gotten food. Hmm. The Daily Star reveals how the monster reptile suffered a painful stomach burst bursting death after it opted to eat the cow. According to Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, this Burmese python is far larger than the average one removed from the Sunshine State. The website claims, the average size of a Burmese python removed in Florida is 8 to 10 feet. 8 to 10 feet. A Thai farmer believed to be from the Fitzsanulok province in the north of the far eastern nation found the snake struggling in the long grass just days after the farmer realized the cow had gone missing. But rather than just finding the range of his calf, the farmer stumbled across the super snake with its belly torn apart. That's, that's, wait, so the way that was like worded or read or whatever, that kind of made it seem like it ate the calf and then like just vibed for a few days and then blew up. I guess so, because it said the the the, the uh, calf was missing for a few days. Yeah, so, so I'm just kind of like, huh. So I was thinking it probably would have ate it, it got a little bit, and it just was too big and flat. Yeah, that's, that's what I would have thought. No other animals are reported to have been attacked by the ravenous reptile. Village official Niram Liwatanakul said, the python must have been hungry and saw the cow. It then strangled the cow to kill it before swallowing its entire body. However, after the cow died inside the snake, its body became swollen and stretched the oh, stomach. Yeah, yeah, the gases. Okay. Even more. It was such a scary scene. Yeah. Why did you see a bunch of guts feed around your dead calf? The SAR claimed that once inspections were made by the authorities, the carcasses of both animals were burnt and buried. However, reports that Burmese pythons die by biting off more than they could chew are not particularly uncommon. The sizable snake is known to have an ability to consume extremely large animals and digest food that can be almost double their own body mass. Burmese pythons, which can weigh up to 200 pounds, intend to feast on anything from rodents to deer. And just two years ago, 
Another Burmese python burst to death after gulped down a six-foot-long alligator at the Everglades National Park in Miami-Dade, Florida. I'm just looking at an alligator. I'm just like, mm, that's my define like a meal. I know, right? And then just burst. <laughs> it is. They don't even chew. They just swallow their. Yeah, they literally just open their jaw and just slide it on in. Mm. Well, you know what? I think we've read enough articles for tonight. Maybe oh. oh. we end the show. We end the show early. I feel like Nikki from Camp Camp. I'm just like, I am an agent of chaos. Well, that too. <laughs> that too. So thank you, Kimmy, for joining me tonight mm-hmm. on a shortened version of the Freaking Awesome Show. Um, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, next week, we have got psychic medium Chris Garcia come back on the show. We, if you remember correctly, we had him on the show. Uh, you may have been at the beach. Camp. Yeah, camp. Because mom had caught it. Right? Yes, yes. We had all and all the people gathered gathering around the uh, the computer. So he's coming back on the show next week. So look forward to talking to him. Hope everyone has a good night, and we'll talk to you later. Seems freaking awesome time. Freaking awesome channel. I'm gonna play some music for you guys just to end the show. Good night.
across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize your neighborhood. And whosoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside a corpse's shell. Ha, 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 ha.